Let right here on the line. Who wants your question, little man? I want to ask you a question. Why you, were you not at one time Shawn Michaels' best friend as bodyguard? Yes, I was. Did you powerbomb him five times on Raw? Of course I did. Will you do anything you can, including breaking his back to become the WWF champion at Survivor Series? The question is simple. Whoa. Yes, I will. I will do anything I have to to go to my destiny and make my conquer to prove that I am the man. I am the master. Hello everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Crossing Borders Wrestling Podcast. My name is Strenuous Man Flurry and I'm your host here this evening as we talk analysis of the pro wrestling industry and I am joined by my sidekick, my old so-and-so, my better half, writer Kath. How you doing today, Kath? I'm doing alright. How is it up there in jolly Canadia land? Uh, it is less cold today than it was yesterday, so I'm very happy with that. Roughly how cold? Uh, yesterday... Uh, Sunsuite calculated it as 19 degrees. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So Yesterday freezing. sucked. <laughs> yeah. Have you had many of those prior to yesterday? Uh, yeah, no, actually, it's been a very mild winter thus far. We've had a little bit of snow, uh, had a surprising amount of rain. Last year sucked. Was it? Last year was brutal for... The cold? Yeah. Yeah. No fun. Mm-hmm. You're not even that far up there, at least. No, I'm very close to the border, so... Hence the name! Yeah. And I am, too. Mm-hmm. I'm down in Florida, which is practically right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get enough Canadians crossing over into your state. Very true, we do. Yeah. So, we have pro wrestling to talk about. We and... sure do, rather than just the weather. Well, you know, we can always go back to it. Mm-hmm. If ever we need to fill in a gap, we'll just go back yeah. to the weather. Very snow, slow news week for uh, for the wrestling world, so we might have to. We're trying to drag it out, trying to stretch it out, trying to make something out of nothing, because quite literally, nothing happened this week. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even air Raw. No, it's it canceled. Weird. Yeah. Uh, they figured since there was no football competition, they just weren't going to run it. They wanted the... They need to have that enemy. So they canceled it. Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very bold decision on their part. Now, now, what actually happened? Well, my God, TNA debuted. We'll talk Yay. about that later. SmackDown's a coming. We'll talk Yay. about that later. Um, <laughs> the Raw rating was not very good, but WWE just raided four people from New Japan. Apparently yeah. picking up AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Carl Anderson, and for whatever reason, Luke Gallows. He's big. Okay. And uh, we've got some other things to talk here and there, and I guess we'll just go ahead and start off with that, since that seems to be the major news story, the most major news story. Um, New Japaners are gone. Apparently they gave notice the day of Wrestle Kingdom, like in the morning, so they say. So this, I mean, Nakamura is supposedly sticking around for a while. I don't know about um, Carl Anderson and uh, Gallows. But uh, AJ's gone. They kicked him out at the show today, yesterday, whatever. Recent show. They kicked him out. So he's gone, for sure. And it's, you know, WWE's running articles about them coming in because when they get their story scooped, they like to just go ahead and go into overkill mode, even though these guys apparently don't even have signed contracts yet. So hopefully that goes back to biting them, much like the, the, uh, what's his fuck name, the beer money guy. Not that that really bit him, but that's an embarrassment for them. I'm sure they don't like that. Yeah, James Storm. But uh, give me some thoughts here on the New Japaners leaving. Two main eventers, two of the big four, are gone. Well, Well, one is gone, the other is leaving. It makes sense for WWE, because even if they can get these guys in that Samoa Joe thing where they show up for NXT, Mm -hmm. it's great. If NXT is, if the rumors are true and NXT is going to start touring... Frankly, like, the crop they have now isn't enough. I mean, you can't just build this tour around Balor. Very true. So, these guys would bring in a lot of star power to the brand. Yeah. And from the sounds of things, it just seems like the NXT would be a better fit for them. 
So definitely a possibility there. I mean, on the main roster, it's there's so much talent already. It would be difficult to break through, and WWE seems to be much... They seem to have stuff soften their, like, no indie guys ever stance. Yeah. Not that is, these guys are indie guys by any measure. Well... At all. You know what I mean. Yes. But, um, you know, and there, it is worth mentioning that on the latest Wrestling Observer uh, radio, Dave Meltzer was talking about how these guys were not signed for NXT. They were signed for the main roster. They were signed... Um, at least AJ and Nakamura had to, you know, are getting paid a lot more than Finn Balor is. And Finn Balor's contract is, like, the biggest one they got. So, who knows? I've heard him talk about Finn Balor coming up to the main roster for over a year now. Yeah, so, I don't and... always take that as gospel, but it's worth mentioning. We'll see. But, I I mean, like, Nakamura, AJ, and Carl Anderson, not Gallows, but those three, in NXT would be a hell of a lot of fun. Used right in WWE, of course, it would be a hell of a lot of fun, too. It's just, I'm so curious about it, because... Nakamura is a world-class talent, has phenomenal charisma, and charisma translates. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't rely on his talking to uh, get over. You know, he's right. got the work, he's got the charisma, he's got the look, he's got the confidence, he has everything. But it's like, I look at him and I think, n- nothing here, nothing at all is what WWE typically wants. Yeah. So I'm confused. Like, if they put him up on the main roster, if indeed that is the choice, what the hell? Yeah, that will certainly be uh, quite interesting to see what goes on there. Mm-hmm. NXT just makes so much more sense, because if they're trying to build that up as its own brand, that would be a great way to do it and give it an identity. Absolutely. And it would let a lot of their homegrown talents work with people who are extremely experienced, if not to say the least. Yeah, and plus that's what people who go to uh, NXT want. That's the kind of guys they want you yeah. know, to go watch. I mean, it, so they it's would a very, draw. It's a very smart, heavy crowd. Yeah, and so, getting two, you know, two of the best guys in the entire world makes sense. I, yeah, I mean, for a while for me, NXT was can't miss because it had Owens, it had Balor, it had Zayn, it had a lot of stuff going on, and it's more difficult to get invested when it's... I don't want to say no names, but when you go from that level of star power to not that level of star power, mm-hmm. it's a harder sell. It is. It absolutely is. Especially when you lose, you know, one half of like, well, not one half, you lose almost the entire di- women's division, and that was a big deal. Yeah. And the division has not recovered. Not at all. So. Yeah. And, you know, you look right now at what they do have. Um, work-wise, and all the guys who've been moved up who haven't been back, and, you know, they are making the best with what they have. Like, you know, they're making tag teams out of not-so-good wrestlers or guys who lack a little bit of personality, and they're making entertaining tag teams out of that. And, of course, Gable and Jordan are, like, the best act they got. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than him and Balor and Joe, and, you know, eventually Cruz will probably get there, but he's not right now. He's still... Adapting. Yeah. But yeah, they, they are hurting for world-class talent, and that's something that would work and works best in NXT, and we'll see if they go there, or if it's a yeah. brief spot, stop, or if it's not a stop at all. And I certainly, like for my entertainment, I have no... You know some people, and I know sometimes you do get like this, but some people really want to see their guy succeed. So even if they're in like a shitty angle, even if they're not having great matches, it's like, well, at least he's spotlighted. At least he's on raw. At least he's making money. At least he's in a big angle. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Did you hear about Heath Slater's new stable? I actually made that its own topic. I was trying to keep that a secret from you. Good. I was going to give you the soapbox, but not right now. Oh, but you know, some for me, it's like, I don't give a shit. I want good matches and good storylines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in NXT, you're at least going to get good matches, and usually you get, you know, a storyline you can care about. Yeah. Maybe not with all the undercard stuff, but the main thing, absolutely. For sure. Um, and I think the other benefit, too, for the homegrown NXT talent is working with experienced people, because when you're just working with each other, when you're at basically the same experience level, there's only so much you can pick up from one another. Yeah. 
And to be in there with somebody who's got a world of experience, who's used to working crowds that might not be as hot as the NXT crowds, then they can pull a great match. They can be great ring generals yeah. in there. And that's, that is an invaluable service if you're going to have a brand that is primarily focused on like the younger guys. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason Regal was always kind of called the NXT end boss. Yeah. And it's great to have people with that level of experience working with the younger guys and showing them the finer points, the nuances. True, but you're not going to pay a guy half a million dollars just to do that. Oh. Or whatever they're paying him. It depends. I mean... There's... there's, No, no way. They've got no other major competition. Why the hell not? (laughs) Because these guys are world beaters. They're the best. Mm -hmm. Man, it would be just something else if they were... Yeah. Just well, NXT. I mean, if they really want to give it a go with NXT, this is the way you do it. So, you know, we will see. Yeah. We will see I mean, sooner than later. If you are starting up a Fed from scratch, like for, I mean, I know obviously it's under the same umbrella. If you were starting up an E-Fed, <laughs> that's what you would do. You would get a bunch of big names and then some very talented nobodies, mix them up and hit puree. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I it's, it's a little early right now, but we'll just have to uh, gauge and see what they do with it. I mean, certain some of those guys will slot immediately into the main roster. They they know this, what's expected of them, mm-hmm. especially Gallows. I mean, AJ, same thing. He could he could adapt more easily. So we'll see. If nothing else, it's going to be very interesting for the next few weeks. Yeah, it will be. Will absolutely be. AJ has been kicked out of the Bullet Club. He's gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, WWE might just like fly him over and put a kick me sign on him and show him in the door. We don't know yet. We do not know. That would be hilarious. We'll see soon, I suppose. But unlikely. So, um, Wrestle Kingdom ten. I'm not done with it, so I'm not going to touch on it. Um, okay. I want to really, I mean, I've already heard everything that happens, it seems like, in those main events, but I really want to see them, mm-hmm. because I've heard they're pretty fucking special. So, maybe yeah, talk no about it No Mercy 2007 we're, remains unwatched. We're going to watch it next week. We're going to review it next week. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's going to happen. So, the floor is yours. Heath Slater on Raw has debuted a group. Yeah. Tell me about this. He won. He beat Dolph Ziggler. He did beat Dolph Ziggler, and he debuted his very own stable, yes. which will hopefully turn out I mean, with a Slater, better ending. Slater really has a knack for getting stuff over that on paper shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like 3MB was decently over, if only online. Uh, he does. He's just one of those dudes where like the sheer enthusiasm comes through. It seemed like this stable was going to be a little more serious in tone. Mm-hmm. They really can't be any bigger of a joke than the League of Nations, so... <laughs> um, stable fight could be in the works, gang wars. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, should be quite interesting. I mean, we'll see how long it takes before they lose interest. But uh, they started with a win over Ziggler, which is pretty cool. It's something. Yeah. It's not nothing. Absolutely. And uh, so they're go- They're called the uh, Social Outcasts, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. Like, Slater seems more suited to comedy, but whatever. He, uh, I'm sure he could pull it off if need be. We'll just have to... We uh, have to we'll I'm, ex- I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I'm always excited when somebody I like is in a new storyline, but... I mean, it means he's absolutely going to get television time. Exactly. Win, lose, or draw, the guy's not going to just sit around backstage. Or maybe he will. Maybe they'll just give up on it. Who knows? I know they did a Stardust and Titus O'Neil match during Raw, and then they showed a preview clip, like a a clip uh, prepackage, and it was stuff from two months ago. Like, why is this happening now? What? What? It's true. There was Titus O'Neil versus Stardust, 
in the prepackage, they showed stuff going down from two months prior. Interesting. Yeah. I suppose. WWE seems to think that all their fans watch everything. And that's not the case. No. And really, is that the feud you're going to go with? You gotta, you Dar- gotta make yeah. SmackDown special somehow. Is Darren Young injured? Because it that, was just like yeah. I have no fucking idea. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, if, it just seems odd. Like I'm honestly curious because where the fuck has he been? Yeah, it's very strange. It's it's becoming glaring because they just put Titus out there by himself. Yeah, and he's not good. No, Titus like. When he was doing stuff in Slater Gator, again, that was hilarious. Yeah. Because it was these two, like, egomaniacs who couldn't get along, but they were teaming for some reason. Um, he appears to be on the road and wrestling, so I have no fucking idea. Yeah, it's very strange, because they're a case where they're so much stronger as a duo. They are better than the sum of their parts. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, the new uh, Slater stable, definitely intriguing. They've done this kind of jobber stable before, but this one, like I said, seemed to be a bit more serious. Mm-hmm. So, we'll give it a shot. I'm yeah. I'm always happy to see one of my favorites in a stable, so. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And what? it could be good for those other guys, too. Uh, interesting they didn't put Sandow in there. Yes, that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Wonder why. Very strange. I mean, Sandow, like, I can't even remember if he was a face or a heel, but he's been off TV so long that it really wouldn't have mattered, and you could slot him in there very well. And he'd be a solid mouthpiece for the group, but if they're going to have Slater do it, then that's fine as well. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Sandow, I don't know, doing something as a serious heel again. Not serious, serious, but... yeah. As a as someone you take seriously, because I miss his talking. As a heel, he was very good at it. Oh, absolutely. So maybe put him in a tag team. Oh wait, I just break up all the tag teams apparently for no reason. Why? I don't know. Titus I don't and Darren, you know, they're not primetime players aren't the best, but they're fun. They're no, the champions I mean, they, not too long ago. They seem to forget like how much merchandise the Hardy Boys moved or Edge and Christian. Well, they have. It's like. If you're not in the title match, in the tag title match, you do not exist. Or if you're the Wyatts. But, like, you have the Usos, you have the New Day, and you have the Wyatts. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess you have the Dudleys, who are complete jobbers. Yeah. And I'm fine with the Dudleys doing that. Yeah, you don't have the primetime players anymore, apparently. Yeah, so you might as well have the Dudleys. And then, like, who else? Is there another tag team? Oh, let's see. Primetime players. I guess the League Usos. of Nations, kinda. Yeah, sort Kinda. But, like, what is it? You know, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But I just remember when the, uh... Sorry, when the primetime players lost the belts. Yeah. And then they just disappeared. Yep. Why? Because. I don't get it. Creative has nothing for you. I don't get it. Clap, 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 clap. Hmm. Uh, any other, like, raw thoughts that you have? Because I didn't watch. Surprise, Um, surprise. So they switched up the Rumble stipulation a little bit, Mm -hmm. so that rather than the winner going to Mania, it's for the title. Right. So Roman Reigns is in the Rumble. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm intrigued, but at the same time, it goes... It has that same problem I've had with the Rumble for a while. When you make it about the world title... That limits it to, like, maybe 5% of the guys in the Rumble having a chance. Say that again? Um, basically, okay, so you have 30 guys in the Rumble, and it has to do with the world title. Who's going to win the world title? Who's going to WrestleMania? Right. So that immediately cancels out, like, 25 other people. Oh, really, it always is. It always yeah, does. Yeah, but... Not always. I mean, the very first one was won by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, I mean, come on. How many have been won that were, you know, it hasn't been a main yeah. eventer? Well, I mean, at the same time, it 
it's a great opportunity for somebody fresh. Yeah. And the predictions already are Roman, Lesnar, Cena. And so it's like, okay, second verse, same as the first. And I don't think they would... They might just be stupid enough to make Roman win again. I think he might just. But it seems unlikely. I mean, Roman is probably better chasing at this point in his career. I don't know. He won and he got pretty over. Yeah, but being screwed out like that Mm -hmm. could work. He could get the WrestleMania moment winning it back there. Yep, they are very dedicated to the idea of giving him that WrestleMania moment. and It does create an easy way for Triple H to win the title. Yeah, or just to, to you know, or easily, even if they were, for some reason, not going to have Roman go to WrestleMania for the belt, Mm -hmm. he could have his match against Hunter. Yeah. So, you know, Hunter pulls down the rope, knocks Roman out of the rumble, Hunter gets his revenge at the next pay-per-view, and then whatever, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Any number of things you could do. I'm curious yeah. what they do. I'm kind of le- thinking Triple H is going to win. Yeah, I'm hoping that's not the case. Because, really... <laughs> it's not necessary. I mean, I'm just... I like watching Triple H wrestle. He's I'll he's very good at that, without a doubt. But honestly, like it could be used better. Yeah. It could be used better. You could even hell have Ambrose eliminate Roman, start a slow burn. You could do it so many different ways, but don't just go the easy one. That's my thing. I just don't want them to take a lazy way out. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Who knows, really? I mean, it's one of those things. I like. I'm intrigued by the idea of the storyline, but yeah. like WWE I... is like shit right now, so I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, as I've said, they're so good at starting a storyline and then just having no plan. They're they're really good at putting Stephanie McMahon in the opening segment for 20 minutes and having her be as annoying as possible, which I am not enamored with, and I don't yeah. watch because of. No, it's absolutely grating. And they've just done a fine replace with Hunter and Vince. Yep. And it, even, like, the main event segment where Hunt, where Roman was beating up everyone and he's attacking Vince and you can hear Stephanie pleading for her father. Yep. It's like, okay, it's getting Roman over, but I don't know. It's right. just not... That's the point. It's like, hey, it's working, but I don't care because I don't like it. Yeah. Ultimately, this is about whether I enjoy it or not. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's ultimately a woman pleading for the safety of her 70-year-old father. And they really, they've got so few other heels. And Seamus just looks like such an afterthought. Yeah. You know, in the course of getting the McMahons over, they always say it's about the WWE brand, but it's about the McMahons. Well, they are WWE. Yeah. And they've got they've got nothing outside of WWE. Let's face it. Seems to be that way. So, in the end, like they just have to really start committing to some strong heels, mm-hmm. or some heels that look like they're worth a damn. Because as soon as somebody turns heel, they just lose all their spine. They uh, run away. Oftentimes, like, the faces do too. It's so inconsistent. <laughs> Everyone has no yeah. spine. Except for Roman sometimes. Yeah. Like, he got to bump Stephanie in the main event. Inadvertently, mm. I guess, you know. Yeah. Where she took a big tumble into the ring, and hey, great, you know. Yeah, ho-ho, comeuppance. Comeuppance for her. She fell she, in, she fell. Exactly. I don't know. I don't mean to sound overly negative, but I just cannot stand Stephanie McMahon's segments. It saps all my will to watch this show. Yeah, I'm, I mean... She, you can tell she's going out of her way to be shrill and annoying. Right. And you can. The easiest comparison is Vicky Guerrero, who was far more shrill and annoying, but was way more entertaining. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Stephanie McMahon in my years of watching pro wrestling, and I oh, yes. think I was tapped out in about 2000, maybe 2001. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I, I just don't got the constitution for it no more. No, it's very draining. Yep. And it's just this 
at least Hunter, you know, he can play the crowd better without having to be irritating. Mm -hmm. And when you have to be irritating to get your heat, okay, there's a certain portion of the crowd that's going to work on, and there's a certain portion of the crowd who's going to be like, I can't stand this. Yeah. I think I'm at that point. Yeah, and it was like when Michael Cole was a heel and just basically saying stuff to the effect of, why are you watching this? Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know, Michael Cole. I guess I'll stop. And I've heard from more than one person. For them, Heal Michael Cole was the turning point where they shut off the TV. Heal Michael Cole was one of the worst ideas they've ever had. It was absolutely brutal. And not only that, for all that Bobby Heenan might have hated something, or hated a competitor, or hated, you know, or was shown to be actively denigrating someone, he never said, you should not be watching this show. Right. It could always be turned around into something more, like, I can't believe this guy, you, you know, you, you, it's made to be can't miss, Mm -hmm. rather than why, rather than Turn off the TV, loser. How do we get on a Michael Cole rabbit hole? I don't know. It's so easy. Yeah, it is. He One of the worst, most destructive ideas they've ever had. I mean, truly a terrible idea. You know, it's the one of those... The voice of your product was turned yeah. heel. It's one of those rare angles where you can say that it actually hurt the product as a whole. Yeah. Because that's, that is who you... That, that would be like a news anchor. You know, suddenly going off and starting to rail about his bosses at the network and this and that and the other thing. And no, don't do that. Anyway. Moving on. Total nonstop action has debuted on Pop TV, the former TV Guide Network. They had a uh, live show on Tuesday. Not really live. It was a few hours to, uh, to tape. Um. I don't know how many hours in advance they taped it, actually. But it was taped on Tuesday. And you watched it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because other people were. It was on Skype. Are you and, uh, are you susceptible to peer pressure? No, I was also just kind of bored and idling around. And it was like the internet was trying to protect me. Every stream I went to, back and forth, they were all terrible. Oh, my God. (sighs) Adorable. Yeah. So, it pulled in 255,000 viewers. Ouch. Which is abysmal. Yep. Is lower than the last Destination America show that wasn't a clip show, I think. Or maybe... Maybe any ever at all? Anyway, I think that the last uh, Destination America show did 266,000. And I will remind you, 255,000 is less than 266,000. And Destination America booted them off the network. Now, Pop TV might be slightly lower in prestige than Mm -hmm. Destination America, especially now that Destination America is all exorcism all the time. (laughs) But... Not a good number. The network cannot be happy. Um, and, you know, the debut show, and I know they did that soft launch, which was a terrible idea, but this is technically the debut show, and the debut show is almost always better than the follow-up, the sophomore mm-hmm. show. So, uh, we'll see. But yeah. if this is the best they can do, not good. If they can do no. 10% better than this, still not good. And... <laughs> Need the to get the was, number way the fuck up. This show was just riddled with production errors. Really? They misspelled Bethlehem. Really? Yep. There was an A in there. That's something else. Yeah. Uh, just little stuff, like very untidy, like Bram saying he's going to, 2006 is going to be his year. He will be the superstar of 2006. 2006? Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. What the fuck? Graham huh. is a time traveler. I guess. 
maybe he, maybe he's been leading the brand into the future all this time because mm-hmm. he lives in the future now. Exactly. God, that is just something else right there. Yeah, that was, I mean, just sloppy. Yeah. And that, I mean, TNA's production values have always been sloppy in that regard. Just little stuff that gets out that shouldn't. Yeah. I, I watched the open um, yeah. today. I saw Dixie Carter doing a promo in the ring talking about how, I don't know, you're stuff. our fans, thanks for standing by us, blah, blah, blah. And then EC3 and Tyrus. Tyrus still there for some mm-hmm. reason. Yep. They they come out and they do this spiel about how he's going to be champion and him and Dixie are still having friction and just mm-hmm. Dixie Carter as an on-screen character, man. Come on. You know, if nothing else, she's bland. And I would take Great. bland over annoying. I wouldn't take either. If I have to? You don't. Then I wouldn't take either, but <laughs> if gun to my head, I would take bland. I suppose so. Like, I never had the problem with Linda McMahon that other people seem to. Really? She's bland, and she's not good, but she's not annoying. I don't know. I don't like blandness. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Stephanie is annoying. Mm -hmm. I don't want... Stephanie is to me like what Kane is to you as a performer. (laughs) Stephanie to me is what Stephanie is to me as a performer. I hate her. Oh, I know. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, they do their thing, and EC3 is just enormous. Like, yeah. God damn, has he got a good stack. I tell you what. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so tell me tell me overall about this show. I understand that Beer Money got back together. Yes. Uh, the stream was extremely choppy. It was just, I don't know if that was a T, that was probably not to do with TNA, but it was very, very choppy. It was hard to watch on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main event featured EC3 versus Matt Hardy, and it was awful. Really? It was just botch after botch, and I don't know which one of them was having the worst night, but it was just an absolute mess of a match. Wow. And apparently the storyline going in is that EC3's been cheating the whole way through to get to advance in the tournament. And he beats Matt Hardy clean as a sheet. No interference, no nothing. Hmm. And it was just... It was an ugly match. He beats him clean? Yeah. That's odd. Yeah, it was really strange. I did see his... um, Matt Hardy's little kid... Yeah. ...at ringside, which is just horseshit. You know, that's a newborn. Yeah. You can't bring a child into that sort of, like... No. no. All the sound, all the noise for that little kid. Yeah, that's not cool. That's Have them very, backstage. Yeah, or... that's huge bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, bad main event for the title, EC3 the champion oh, again. Bad viewership. Yeah. Nation, uh, the station probably pissed off at them. Yeah. What can they possibly do? Well, they debuted Mike Bennett. Yes, and Maria. Michael Bennett and Maria. Michael Bennett with a hat on looks like discount Cesaro. Which is so weird because Cesaro doesn't wear a hat, but you're right. He looks exactly like Cesaro with the hat on. Well, discount Cesaro. Yeah. I guess because it covers up his hair. Diet Cesaro. And, and Cesaro has no hair. Exactly. But he's doing a gimmick where he's the miracle? Yeah. Is he Miracle Mike Bennett? Is it like Miracle <laughs> Mike, like a takeoff of Magic Mike? I don't know. Eh, probably not worth knowing, in fact. No, I mean, he's got Maria's, so, like, be kind of an odd gimmick, like, husband and wife strippers, but... <laughs> I guess it could work. It could work. Good old Miracle Mike. So what did he do? He cut a promo? Yeah, it was long, too. It was a Mike Bennett promo? It was yeah. Like, eh, it's alright. Bennett and Maria, it was very long. Like, very long. Yeah. A lot of the stuff, it felt like they were dragging. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just... The timing for the whole show seemed off to me. So, dear, yeah, for... Not a good first impression. Probably not what you want to do for your first show, then. No, no. Like that... If somebody just tuned in for that main event, 
I'm telling you, they would be off wrestling for life. Like, it was sloppy, it was slow. There, I don't know if Matt was off or if somebody, if one of them was injured or something, but absolutely lousy. I heard uh, Josh Matthews was as bad, if not worse, than ever. Yeah. Constant gaffes. Um... I mean, I, you could attribute some of it to just straight up not having taped in quite a while. I guess. I mean, he sucks when he's live. And, I yeah. mean, this was ostent- or nominally live, I guess, so... Yeah, there wasn't be, really he, time for... To be fair, he sucks all the time. He's, like, the worst. Mm-hmm. And he has the Pope, who is also unbelievably yeah. terrible. I mean, people always rag on Stryker, but when Stryker has a stronger com- a strong commentator with him, he doesn't run roughshod. In the early parts of Lucha Underground, Stryker was awful. When Vampiro found his voice, it was much, much better. Still pretty bad a lot of the time. Not, yeah. It's not, jo- I mean, like, Josh Matthews is something else mm-hmm. entirely. Josh Matthews is one of the worst commentators, maybe maybe the worst? I don't know. Like, it's really unfair to say that, but on a major-ish stage, he is so easy redeemable. Mm-hmm. Horrible. So anyway, that was TNA. Was there anything good? Uh, Beer Money Reunited. That's true. I like Beer Money. Did they have a match? Uh, no, they just kind of... James Storms just showed up. Hmm. I, I have to be honest, at one point I went for a shower, so I missed some stuff. Fair enough. Was, was there anything that you remember? Like, good match? Good um, moment? Yeah, I, I like Beer Money, so that made me happy. That's good. Um, Kong came back. Awesome Kong. And you could just tell, it really seemed like she was in pain. Yeah. Because she was. Yeah. It's it's a shame. Like, it's, it's sad. Yes, it is. It is very sad. Yeah. What can you do? Exactly. It's your only source of income. Yeah. Probably. Ah! <sighs> Depressing day. Um, so, yeah. on to other good news. SmackDown is debuting on Thursday, and have you had a look at the spoilers? Uh, very briefly. I'm actually just going to try and watch it straight up if I can. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to avoid the spoilers. Then I'll go ahead, and I won't spoil it, but I'll just talk very briefly. This is Thursday. We, last week, I think, erroneously reported that it was a live show. I thought it was. It's not. It is a tape show. It was taped on Tuesday, as per usual, and the only big surprise, and not really a surprise, but I guess the only big thing that they did is John Cena is on the show. That's your big thing for SmackDown. One thing SmackDown's been doing lately is having basically intercontinental matches be the main event. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I like the idea. Absolutely. I mean, what else does SmackDown have going for it? Might as well be a showcase for... That level of talent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ambrose and Owens are feuding now, so you're not going to have bad matches. No. No, they'll just get cut for time, and then they'll be like, oh, that should have been better. Mm-hmm. We've already seen it. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like you're trying to make SmackDown into a big, important thing, and I look at the SmackDown spoilers that I saw for this coming Thursday, and it felt like SmackDown. Any yeah. SmackDown. Well, to be fair, a lot of times those SmackDown spoilers are very, very dry. Mm-hmm. And doesn't always reflect on how good the show is. And to be fair, that's usually reflective of the match quality, which is yeah. not the concern here. Yeah, but I mean, there's editing. There's a lot to take into account as well that mm-hmm. you don't see in the spoilers. And there have been spoilers that have been straight up wrong or missing a, lo- missing a key element in mm-hmm. something. And it's hard to take the spoilers at face value unless they're quite detailed, and these ones from what I saw were not. Yeah. When it's bare bones, it's very hard to gauge the quality of the show. It can be. I'm, I, and I'm less talking about the quality thereof and more the emphasis, the specialness, the focus of everything. And it, I don't see anything that, you know... 
I, I don't. I'm not seeing anything here that is seems very intriguing. Mm-hmm. So you know, wait and see how it goes. Are you going to watch on Thursday? You think? I think so. All right. So good. Then you can be my first-hand account unless you leave and take a shower, <laughs> and then we'll only get half the show. Yeah. Well. Trust me, the shower was a better use of my time than watching TNA. I don't doubt that. I can't think of many things yeah. that are more deserving of your time than anything other than TNA. <laughs> Little All thing right. here about Ric Flair. Uh, yeah. You had asked the question, doesn't Ric Flair being with Charlotte, doesn't it have to end at some point? Yeah, and at this point, I mean, it's fairly safe to say she's a heel. Becky's not going to be like, we should keep hanging out, no, buddy. No, that was definitely, for sure, So that solidified her turn on Monday. Yeah. I felt I felt like it did. I mean, she's a heel at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think the next logical step would be for her to get a big ego, because she's already Divas champ, and blah, 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 and have her turn on her dad. Like, I don't need you. Wait, that's, this isn't a Hulk Hogan storyline. She doesn't need to be turning on her father. No, no. But if they're going to do you that... Play because... on words, you get it? Turn them on? No. I'm choosing to not to. <laughs> I'm choosing not to so, get it. So you think he should, or she, should turn on him. Him. Yeah. Because Rick, as a character, as a personality on the screen, is overpowering Charlotte. And it's going to hamper Charlotte at some point. Yes. Because that's what happens. The camera's going to pan back to Rick. Rather than what's going on in the ring, rather than let Charlotte establish her own mannerisms and her own <laughs> personality. True. So nobody is ever going to be Ric Flair. It doesn't matter. Genetics don't matter. Nobody's. There's never going to be another like Ric Flair. So don't try and make another Ric Flair. Let Charlotte be Charlotte. Yeah, that's a good point. There is, in fact, not going to be another Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. People do well to remember that. Yeah. So I think definitely that would be a great... Because there's always going to be that f- faction of people that are going to cheer for Ric Flair. Absolutely. So that's a great way to get some heat on Charlotte, is to make her get rid of Ric Flair. You know, one thing I will say, this Charlotte-Becky storyline, you know, not lighting a fire under me, but it is episodic. Yeah. It, it you know, it's building week to week to week. Mm-hmm. And both of them are playing their role, uh, you know, it's not always completely solid, but it's something that they're following up on, and they're spending a lot of time on, and they're not flip-flopping, there they're clearly is a goal in mind. Yeah. So for that, and that alone, kudos. Keep on yeah. a-going. It's, it's a storyline. It's, it, it's had a beginning, it's getting to the middle, and we're getting towards the end. Yeah, now we've, so. had, the t- we've had the turn. Yeah. So now they can go from there. Exactly. And they, if the the rumor is true and it's going to be Charlotte and Sasha at Mania, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, they've got Sasha, or they've got Charlotte as a heel, so they can focus on getting Sasha as a face. And nothing wrong with that at all. No. That's fine. They can keep going with that as long as they stay the course and stick to the plan. They, it, it's going okay. Yeah, more to your point now, um, Charlotte turning on Ric Flair. Curious. <laughs> interesting. I think it might be able to work. Yeah. You know, um, nobody wants to see Ric Flair get beaten up. No, but if she just yells at him and... Well, no, I mean like... In the crowd. So, I mean, people would react to it in a positive heel way, I think. I don't think anybody's going to... I don't think most people, let's say, are going to be like, yeah, she beat up the old guy. Yeah, and even, like, people who don't know Ric Flair, like, you know, kids in the audience, etc., they're going to understand this girl turning on her dad. Yep. It's a dick move. That's definitely something they they could do. Yeah. And it would solve a lot of the problems, and it would def- just really cement Charlotte in there. So Not against it, I'll tell you no. that. Right on. Couple thing, yeah, I think there's a couple things they could do, but yes, eventually Ric Flair being there is going to completely dwarf Charlotte. Right now it's a fun thing, and he's great, and he's very entertaining, and it makes you pay a little more attention to this, but sooner or later I think you do got to get rid of him. Yeah. 
Maybe she can super kick him. Maybe. Maybe, you know, he can get down on his knees and she can super kick him. Sorry, yeah. I love you. Take his Rolex. <laughs> he probably already hawked it. <laughs> didn't he hawk it? Isn't that... that I think he, he got actually it... did, didn't he? I think Sean got it back and he may have done it again. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I would right. believe that. Like, I'm not even going to ask you to show your work. I believe that. <laughs> we talked about the Rumble stipulation, but what I want to talk more about is the Rumble itself. I know that's a big favorite of yours. I do. I love the Rumble. It's one of one of my favorites as well. 30 men will enter. Only yeah. one will li- leave alive. The rest of them will be put to death. Yeah. R.I.P. Interested to see how this one goes. We know the big show is in it. Actually, let me just pull up Royal Rumble. Yeah, so they think there's about nine people announced so far, and Jericho, the Wyatts, Roman, big show. Jericho. You got Ryback and Ziggler. Yeah. Roman, obviously. You said big show and the Wyatts. Curtis Axel. Okay. So I assume that uh, the league will be in it. Yeah. I assume the other social outcasts might be in it, provided there's room. Uh, New Dean Day? might be in it. Owens might be in it. New Day might be in it. Yeah, all the other, you know, all the names can go yeah. into it after they have their match and everything, whichever way it goes. Mm-hmm. Curious to see, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um... You know, the booking, they just... I don't... I think this is tailor-made to have Roman lose unfairly. Yeah. And I think the a lot of people's immediate and visceral reaction was they're just going to put Roman over the entire roster. They were angry already mm-hmm. at that prospect. Interesting. And yeah, I think if they go that route, that will just immediately torpedo the goodwill they've developed. It could. It could. It could. I think that would be the worst thing they could do. You might be right. Because at least if Roman gets screwed out of the title, okay, it's justification, then fans want to see him get it back. Yeah. So, absolutely, he can steamroll his way through Hunter, he can do whatever it takes, and then that's a great story going into Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I am so sick of McMahons on TV because they really don't need to be a driving force anymore. <laughs> But if that that would be a great storyline. Roman getting unfairly getting the title taken from him unfairly, regaining it at Mania where he first got it taken from him unfairly by Rollins cashing in. Mm-hmm. So it that would actually be a good close to the story. True. I think if they have him keep retain, it's going to sour a lot of people. I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, I don't know how to say this. Like, at WrestleMania, I think no matter what, he's going to get a shit reaction because it's going to be WrestleMania. Yeah. It'll be the WrestleMania crowd. So you think, like, how will Rumble react? I think they can win him if he gets, you know, fucked. Yeah, but if he d- if it's the same, like, if he performs the same as he did last year. Yeah, yeah, of course. Good God. But like, if he gets he, fucked over, like, I think he can get that, you know, I think he can get the positive reaction. But then, at at Mania, I just don't see him getting a good reaction. It will depend. If he's fighting Hunter, mm-hmm. Hunter is good enough at manipulating a crowd. Yeah. It depends who he's working against. If he's got Heyman, like, it's possible. Heyman's good enough that he might be able to turn the crowd in the weeks leading up. Yeah. It will depend. If he's fighting Ambrose, there ain't no way. Yeah. Because that crowd's going to be jaded as hell. I know you hate the word smark, but in this case, it would apply. It's like NXT times 10. (laughs) And yeah, it will be very, very... They're walking on a very fine line with Roman right now. And I think most definitely him retaining at the Rumble would be the worst way to keep him looking strong. And as I said, online reaction to that very prospect is already 
quite hostile. Yep. So it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks here, folks. Absolutely. Buckle on up. Now, the one question I always ask whenever uh, we talk about kind of the implications of WrestleMania mm-hmm. is, do you think Seth Rollins will make it back? And I'm going to ask it again here. Do you? No. No? He's been such a non, like, ever since the uh, Slammies, they haven't pushed him at all. Like, they haven't shown, like, Twitter updates or a video feed or anything. So, if anything, he he has been, like, dead silent since before Christmas on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Fingers crossed he's just focusing on his recovery because I... He might make an appearance. I don't think there's any chance in hell he'd be ring ready. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not fair to him. I'd rather see him come back at SummerSlam because it seems like SummerSlam is also getting to be a bit of a... It feels like a bit of a big deal again. SummerSlam? Yeah. Well, they sold out Barclays. Exactly. Um, Yeah, SummerSlam for ages was just kind of meh. But in the past couple years, they... It seems like they kind of ramp up again towards SummerSlam, kind of idle, and then ramp up again for Rumble and Mania. Yeah. So, definitely, I'd rather see him make a big return at SummerSlam and recover. Yeah. And, you know, dude's, what, 29? Like, take the extra two months, heal up properly, rather than be plagued and haunted by these knee problems for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> this is the time to heal properly. Yeah, absolutely agreed there. No doubt about it. Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't rush back, you know. I just figure he's going to try. He's rehabbing like a madman. Yeah. But, I'd, you know, with all these new guys coming in, like him taking some time off and coming back 100% is probably the best thing for him. That it is. Let those AJs and Nakamuras go ahead and yeah. take care of business. Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about, um, what was our next topic here? God, are we already on questions? Oh, yeah. We, I don't know. We motored through pretty quickly. We did. And there was so much news that we didn't have time to do all our little wacky side topics. So that'll be back next week, folks. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, what was good, what was bad. I had that written down, too. We just, <laughs> well, we, we kind of touched on that when we yeah. talked about Raw and TNA. In fact, TNA, just about everything in the bad column. Just about. God bless you, TNA. Yeah. You're still bad. Still very bad. So You're very bad. Yeah. I am, I will admit, I am looking forward to the Rumble. Uh, that Raw really didn't sit well with me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I just find it's a McMahon overload. And, but now that I've had some time to think about it, I'm pretty much, I'm quite intrigued by the Rumble, and at this rate, intrigued is best WWE can get out of me. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I but, feel the same way often. Yeah. And I'm still always impressed that Ambrose gets the solid pops. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for as little as they've done with him, he still gets very consistent pops. So, I'm happy about that. I do actually have one other thing before we get into questions that I wanted to ask you. Okay. Uh, On Monday, they're bringing Brock back. Yep. Do you think he's going to be in the Rumble? I think so. Do you think that's a good idea? If he wins... I mean... It's it's a tricky one. Yeah, it is. Because they've... You put Lesnar in there, you're immediately making it obvious who's going to win. I feel like Lesnar would be a lock if he was in. It it could be a great way for Roman to get over, you know, eliminate Lesnar and eliminate himself to do it, but Mm. I don't know if that's worth it. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Ooh. I'm intrigued as well. That's my word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. Ew. Did you ask for questions? Yes, did you. Okay. 
I did. I, I asked before you. Do you want to go first? Okay. Why don't we alternate? I'll ask one, and then you ask one. Wild. That is wild stuff. All right. All right. Um, I'll go with an easy one from Nine Nub. Do they have ranch dressing and root beer in Canada? Because if not, I'm not interested in that snowy ice hell. Yes, we have them both, not together. You know, he doesn't live far from you. You guys could hang out. Oh, why would I want to? Why not? He likes ranch and diet root beer. Um, yeah, actually, I really like ranch, too. Do you? So, yeah. Ranch about, or raspberry vinaigrette. How about diet root beer? Uh, I'm not much of a pop drinker. No? Or soda, depending so, on your dialect. Depending on the region. I'm a soda guy. Yeah, I'm a pop. Yeah. Uh, I'll have ginger ale when I'm sick, but for the most part, I don't drink soda. Not a nice ginger beer? I've had ginger beer. Delish. It is quite wonderful. Most people don't like drinking that because it's a mixer, but I I like drinking it. I might have I, one later I today. Have, I even had ginger mead once. Was that good? It was, yeah. I like honey, so a lot of other people in the family don't. Yeah. So it's like, it's fantastic. A little expensive, so not your... Have three of them in a sitting kind of drink, but no. I liked it. Cool. Very cool. My turn? Yeah. Uh, Neil, what wrestling move would Chris Benoit kill baby Hitler with? <laughs> uh, rolling, rolling German suplexes. Ooh. Gotta fit the motif. Very nice. Your go. Okay. Uh, Luigi30 asks, what was my favorite TNA match? Since the son of a bitch didn't specify, I think I'll say AJ Daniels Joe. Ha ha. <laughs> Give me that again. Uh, Luigi asked me what my favorite TNA match was. Hmm. And he did not specify from what show. So in the whole of TNA that yes. I have watched, AJ, ah, Daniels, and Joe. <laughs> uh, if we are going for any, then it would be that as well for me, and then I would put the uh, cage match that was kind of like an MMA fight between Samoa Joe Kurt Angle after that. Mm -hmm. And from last night, I didn't watch, so don't care. Yeah. Probably that great main event. <laughs> oh my god. Sunsweet asks, what's your fave match from Wrestle Kingdom 10? I'm not done yet, so I can't comment. I'm sorry, son. Okay. My turn? Yep. Oatgan In fact, asks, it is your turn after I ask a question. Oatgan asks, ask Manflurry if the piss cast is dead, and if so, are we hiring? It's dead and we're hiring, yes. <laughs> we're hiring someone to revive us. Whoa, hot take here. There we go. Small Upsetter asks me, what's Nakamura's WWE name going to be? Bazooka Kaboom. I liked somebody's, what was it? It was like something Hirohito. <laughs> yes. Look, looking forward to them trying to push Hirohito through again. <laughs> uh, okay, Wagon asks. Who? Oh, uh, Wagonike? Wagonike. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you had to pick one good thing from TNA last night... What would it be? And I would say the Beer Money Reunion, because I really like them as a team. Does it intrigue you? Uh, no, it's just I like that team. They were, they're were they fun. They're great. They're yeah. absolutely great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for me. I didn't watch. Yeah. Well, mm. that, that was my last question. Uh, I got a couple here. I'll go ahead and blow through them. All right. Ultimo Dragon Quest. Match each stable with a side of the white album. League of Nations, <laughs> Social Outcast, Wyatt Family, Team Bad. So this is going to be difficult. The white album. League of Nations would be... <sighs> Helter Skelter, in the way that they put them together in a Helter Skelter manner, and it induced people to commit murders. The social outcast will be Revolution 9, because what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Very odd group of people. Wyatt family is going to be piggies, for obvious reasons. Ooh, saucy. And Team Bad will be... 
This one's difficult. It'll... Hmm. I can't... Mm, it'll be Sexy Sadie. I don't know. Oh. Kind of fell apart there at the end. It often does. Can't hit the landing. Yeah. Nine Nunvuba asks best albums of 2015. Do you have any? Um, ooh. Black Star uh, is a note yet. Which one? Black Star. Correct, yes. So that will retroactively be also the best album of 2015 and 16. I'll say Bjork's Volnacura is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um,. Mr. Wonderful by what's his face, the rapper Paul Orndorff. <laughs> yes, by Paul Orndorff is really good. I didn't listen to a lot of new music in 2015. I'm realizing. Yeah, huh. yeah same here. Um, 2014, I did, but not 2015. I just listened to all the shit I listened to in 2014. Yeah, because it was so good. It was so so good. And David Bowie's Black Star is coming out. It's coming out someday. Quite excited. I can't wait. Indeed. Is that what he's naming the album? Uh, well, it's the single. And he wrote a musical. It is going to be the album, yeah. Huh. Huh. Nice. That's a great single. That is a hell of a single. I am, in fact, looking quite forward to it. And it's amazing how Bowie can take something like autotune, like, which has just been done to death, mm-hmm. and just do it better. I love David Bowie. Everyone. Love him so much. Yeah. He is the best. It's fantastic. Our final question of the night, Kath. Okay. Sad to say. Oh. The witching hour is almost upon us, but it's from Oatgan. And I'm also sorry to say that. Is it more embarrassing to be a member of the social outcasts or to lose a match to them? To lose a match to them, of course. Um, yeah, because if you're losing... That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And even if they got to cheat or use distractions, they're winning. Still lost to the social outcasts. And if nothing else, that's what's on paper. Heath Slater, his first match in 2016, he won. <laughs> so there. Things Can't are looking up. Moving on up. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I'm stoked. So I guess that answers the question of, are they going to do anything with uh, how insanely high on the roster he was for Superstar of the Year? Yeah, they just decided they got to throw all their weight behind him, and maybe next year he'll be number one. As I said, like the dude has a knack for getting stuff over. He's a funny or- guy, and I don't have a problem with seeing him. Yeah. I like I like goofy characters, and he does it to a T. Yeah, and he's more than solid in the ring. Yeah. And so... Whether he's taking a punch from the big show or what have you, like, even random little stuff like WWE.com after he got punched by big show last week, they went into the trainer's room and he just had his whole head in the freezer. And it's like little stuff like that. Oh, you're such a mark. I mean, somebody, I found that link on YouTube and it's little stuff like that that I appreciate. Yeah. But, you know, for a dude who maybe showed up on Raw eight times last year to be number eight in Superstar of the Year, like, it just goes to show, like, that sort of stuff or just that sort of enthusiasm and energy doesn't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. It's... I like it. You know, I like the guy. Yeah, and I think social media is amazing for... The guys who know how to use it right and who can kind of get people excited to see them. Yep. And it's kind of a blessing and a curse because you use it, it can be used for great good and for great evil. If Mick Foley's to be believed, you know, he told Zach, like he saw Zack Ryder on Twitter and on social media, you know, striving for attention. And Foley said, have you talked to Vince? And Zack said, no. And Foley told him, talk to Vince. You know, get out there. Get, you know, speak up for yourself. And Zach didn't. And he just continued. He he just kind of grew more 
desperate on social media. And it's, you know, you can, it's great to use it to build up your audience, but you can't just rely on that. And even going back a couple of years, like, JTG got squashed in a match uh, <laughs> shortly after posting a bunch of unhappy tweets, and it was, tweet this, JTG. Yeah, but he got everybody their bonuses, like they were yeah. supposed to get. Shamed them into it. So, it's... Good for him. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a very fine line with the social media presence. Yeah. And I think Slater's kind of tapped into it, where it's super positive, like he's he retweets people who are like who are super happy to see him, not just people who are, you know, the smarks going, well, they should do this and that, and right. And it's about that kind of positive, upbeat energy. Mm. So it's like I said, it seems like he's tapped into that, and just sheer enthusiasm and talent can hopefully uh, carry the guy into a more successful 2016. Hopefully, yeah. I'd like to just see a better product that's what i would like in wwe oh, absolutely i mean I they have all the tools in place and it does seem like they're starting to try maybe thinking about considering storylines <laughs> so it doesn't have to be shakespeare but it has to be something that it does it has to be something folks bottom line it has to be better than tna which, yep. to be fair, is not a very high bar. No. <laughs> well, Catherine. All right. That's about all we got, I think. Yeah, we'll keep it short this week. We can have a micro episode here and there. Yeah, little little micro, little little bitty episode. Yeah, with all that news, we have the shortest episode ever. You know, we just <laughs> we we over anticipated what we'd have to say or yes we over anticipated how much we'd have to say yeah usually Un we come in with way more topics but i feel like this time we were nice and concise and uh to the point mm -hmm. so. absolutely yeah well then until next week keep fit and have fun be cool eat fruit <laughs> goodbye Bye bye